Welcome to the MMA Geeks Podcast. This is Stan Jariah here with my co-host Nick Rocha. We're here to talk about last week's UFC on ESPN Plus 8. And we're going to break down UFC on ESPN Plus 9 where Iaquinta faces Cowboy Cerrone in the main event. Nick, how excited are you for this card? How- well, I was excited, but now I'm a little dismayed because usually you say, my friend Nick Braccia. And today I was demoted to my co-host, Nick Braccia. Like, we're all business now, Stan? It's just this week, Nick. I'm, I'm, I'm getting this very professional vibe, not just toward you, but in general toward everyone. And, yeah. and that's how it's going to be. Okay. I'm not even going to laugh at your jokes today. At all. <laughs> wow. I, I, I'm going to laugh at your Would jokes. Would you like today. me to get more sugar for your coffee? I, you know what? You don't even need to make a joke. Nick, you can you can just smile my way and I'm going to laugh because <laughs> you make me happy. Oh, thanks, dude. All right. So we got to – yeah. It's a, listen, I am – But let's this, get this business. Yeah, yeah. All business. Uh, UFC on ESPN plus nine. Quinta versus Cowboy. That's a lot of syllables. Uh, the top two fights are very interesting, particularly the main event, which is – as a fan, uh, maybe the fight I'm most excited for so far this year in terms of, uh, and we have other stuff to talk about, but in terms of two guys who I really like, uh, who are fighting one another at the perfect time and who exhibit similar characteristics of will and comparable complementary skill uh, that I seriously have no idea what's going to happen. So I can't wait to talk about that fight with you. Uh, but first, last week was a little bit... Uh, it was, a, it was a weird MMA week, a little sordid, a, a bit strange. Between Bellator and the UFC, I agree. I'm going to pop open my seltzer right now, so everyone, our dozen of listeners, get ready. Well done, Nick, but are we really going to pretend, you realize I'm here, we're going to pretend like that's a seltzer? It, it's Canada Dry. Canada Dry doesn't yeah. make beer. Come Canada on, Dry. Nick. There's little chunks of GSP in here. It is it is legitimately seltzer, um, but uh, but 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 I figured I'd cast this person who gave up calories or food or right? something. He's doing like a no. He's like not eating for a week or, or some crazy fast. How the heck do you know that? Do you follow him on social media? Yeah, I should of. actually. I don't. It's um, great. The great thing about following GSP on social media is you hear all you read all of his tweets in his accent. <laughs> you have to just know what to That is very funny. I am not impressed by that performance. Performance. Um, so he's a tough guy. He's, he's uh, oh, he does say that a lot. And you know what? Every he's a good opponent. Yes, you are guy. good, man. Um, we, we we need to do an entire episode, Nick, where you are GSP. Can oh, we my do GSP this? Is not and good, you've got to do the gimmick. You've got to talk about the, the the aliens that pick you up at night that that make you lose time. Believe this, guy. No, for real. It's 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 true. <laughs> um, Joe Rogan, I tell you, Joe Rogan. Um, so yeah, it, it, it was kind of an alternate uh, universe. Yeah. Uh, k- kind we of got, event. We got Hermeson beating Jacare Souza and arguably almost submitting him twice and no yeah. submissions coming the other way. It's, it makes me wonder sometimes if some of these guys have been the top guys for a while. You know, they don't fight very often. They're, they get between 35 and 40, you know, very quickly and they're, age, they're aging fast and they're, there's up and coming guys like Hermanson oh, was just a, uh, was more mobile. He was a better, he was a better, faster athlete. And Jacare was obviously tough as hell. He um, he got out of that guillotine. Uh, he took a lot of punishment. He kept he kept coming. And I thought I thought in the third round, which Her- Hermanson seemed to take off, uh, that Jacare was going to turn the fight around. Uh, but it didn't uh, it didn't happen. But uh, Her- Hermanson's you know for real. Do I pick him against? The, I mean, it's hard to to shit on Jacare for his age when Romero is you know like fifty six or whatever. Right. But. I really want. To, I really want to see uh, Hermanson. I loved. I would have loved to watch him fight Luke Rockhold. Um, I'd like to see him fight Weidman. I'd like to see him fight. 
you know, Romero. I Luke think, Rockhold? I think it, no, 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 uh, Hermanson, fighter, any of those guys. Romero, Rockhold, Weidman. Um, I, I think he's probably going to leapfrog Weidman and go for go for a big target. He may he may be the guy that you, that you match him up with is uh, Costa when he comes back from uh, popping from uh, Costa wants bigger fish, bigger fish fish than Jack Hermans, bigger than the guy that beat Jacare. He doesn't have a scalp like that. He wants the other guy that beat Jacare. He wants Romero. He's calling him out. He still wants that fight. IBUs or not, the man wants... And you know what? I give him props for asking right, for one of the toughest IBUs. guys in the division that doesn't hold a title. I mean, yeah. he's asking for Romero. Uh, I think Weidman is really interested, and I think it would be kind of, you know, mentally a decent fight for both of them because I think Weidman might think that he can beat Hermanson. I would not at all be surprised if Hermanson beats Weidman, especially the five-rounder. I think the I think Weidman is his worst enemy right now, and the only move for him is to stop cutting so much weight, move up to light heavyweight, fight some guys who are not as technical and as skilled, and get, you know, Stella got to get her groove back, Stan. I, I agree with you about Stella Weidman. Um, <laughs> but the the thing is, 205 is going to be a much lower level of competition. The thing with Weidman is, is that his, his cardio and his chin have been what has, what's been hurting him. And in which case, he might just become another 205 pounder. But he is really good in that first round and a half, it seems like. He just falls apart well, shortly after to, that. I mean, he held up against, uh, he held up against Machida for, for five rounds. Vegeta throws six punches uh, around. That's doable. Yeah. He was pretty active and aggressive in the fight, but he did he did kick the shit out of Weidman in the second half of the fight. Yeah, he, he's, he like lit he him had up like in a the third fourth, or fourth round. In right. a fourth round where he just where he tore into him. Yeah, and and um, Weidman uh, survived it and went through. Speaking of Weidman, you mentioned earlier how uh, Souza, uh, how Jacare, at some point during that Hermanson fight, tried to take it from him, really tried to push him. I think it was yeah, that third, third or fourth round, round as well. Um, very similar to what he did against Weidman. Yeah. Very similar, except it wasn't enough and it didn't work. And yeah. there were two more rounds. Well, it was a more competitive fight. The first two rounds of, of Weidman and Jacare was, was, for both guys, very grueling. With I thought Weidman was winning. I thought Weidman was winning. But I thought it was closer than the Hermanson. Hermanson like, pretty much dominated the first round. Yeah, clearly he was in control, but I don't know, he, he out-busied him. Um, I liked how Hermanson showed a new level of maturity that I haven't seen in him before. The, certainly not the same maturity that uh, Tiago Silva, I think it was, that he lost Thiago to. Tiago Santos. Tiago Santos, excuse me, uh, that he lost to. Um, he, he showed, he, he, he tempoed his punches. Not every shot was meant to be hard. Not every jab was there a lot of energy in. He knew that he couldn't really afford to give Jacare that takedown opportunity, and and he knew that he couldn't afford it gas-wise. Like, mm-hmm. he could have been exhausted by the fourth and fifth round. But as busy as he was, I think he threw or landed over uh, close to 500 punches. I'm not sure yeah, whether it was crazy. thrown or landed. Yeah, that's a lot of offense. But, well, uh, but he, he wasn't was, throwing all heaters. Jacare only throws heaters. Yes. The more successful MMA strikers right now have been... Uh, They've been busy, and they throw change-ups, they throw curveballs, and they sneak, no in, they sneak in a few fastballs. But uh, they're just, you know, guy, guys have luck when they go out of their way to keep touching you. So now Hermanson coming off of a win over, over Thalys Ladies, a third-round submission, comeback win. A formal t- former title contender. And by Thales the way, ladies. kind of got dominated by Ladies just, uh, what was that, a year ago? Yeah. And now he's beating Jacare and less than a year later? He got dominated in those first couple of rounds by Thales Ladies on the ground. Hmm. And Jacare well, is a great is a great jiu-jitsu fighter. Who but... isn't nearly, and never was nearly as athletic as Souza. Like, I know that age is yeah. probably a bigger factor for Souza, but it's surprising. It seems like you can't really trust Jacare to show up, even when a matchup seems like it should be in his favor. I think we saw that against several of his matchups. 
Sure, he got fortunate enough to finish Weidman in that third round. That could, could have been and another. And he dominated Musasi in that rematch. He, he did, although that was a few years ago. It wasn't that long ago, but... Um, I, I, I feel like... Maybe. I, I, it could have been in like, the May time. Maybe I'm off. Maybe it was like four years ago. Yeah, because I feel like Musasi's also been in Beltar for a little bit, too. Um, it seems like he fought... It was... 20, it was uh, there it was, yeah. 2014, it was... It was, it was, five years, it was almost five years ago. Yeah, that's yeah. a while. Um, since then, uh, it's only after that bout that he ever took any losses in the UFC, as a matter of fact. He was still undefeated. Yeah, the very close fight. Very close fight with Romero that, that came to life, if I remember correctly. Like really, won, Romero won the fight on one strike. Yeah, um, um, it, it was. It was in that first round, and Romero actually roughed him up from the top with yeah. ground and pound, which showed us that if your if your defense is decent and mm-hmm. you can get on top of Jacare, you can do some damage. Yeah, he beat Vitor, he beat Tim Bosch, lost to Whitaker, lost to Gaslam. You know, split decision to Gaslam. That was a good fight. I mean, he's you know he's a tough dude. We'll talk, be talking about Derek Brunson and his terrible fight IQ shortly. He is four and four in his last eight bouts. Jacare is, and granted, those those uh, losses are to uh, guys like Robert Whitaker, who turned out to be champion. Kelvin Gastelum was up there. Romero was up there. Now we've got Hermanson on the list. Um, it's really not looking good for Jacare at at thirty nine years old. At thirty nine years old, yeah, to to yeah. to be out athleted by a lesser athlete. Yeah, well, thirty nine is like fifty eight. For Brazilian fighters. <laughs> well, yeah, but uh, I feel like Jacare used to be a super specimen, not unlike oh, yeah. Romero. Right, right, um, right. But yeah, over the years, he's just like, again, it's on and off. He's almost yeah, right. like Those guys do see more granite than the uh, than the Nogs and Shogun. Yeah, I would say by far. Uh, yeah, athletically, they were they, they are like, uh, Jacare is probably one of the more, the most athletic, I'm going to say, jiu-jitsu player, uh, high-level jiu-jitsu player, who also came into MMA. Uh, Damian Maia isn't nearly as athletic as no. that guy. No, he's not. So, um, um, a few more fights on here. Yeah. Mike Perry looked pretty good against Alex Well, Oliveira. Mike Perry had, it was his face turn in pro wrestling parlance because what's been interesting is when Mike Perry gets into fights, like, I've never been a Mike Perry fan as a person, but, you know, he starts getting into it with Colby Covington, who's siding in pick. All of, a sudden, all of a sudden, I'm Mike Perry. Fan. Suddenly, Mike Perry's looking pretty good. Exactly. I was, I, Oliveira, you know, Oliveira fought like fights, fought like he always fights. Um, he, uh, yeah, he just got touched up and he would smile and he just would not be able to, uh, get a grasp on it as it yeah, started to slip he away. Could not, yeah, he could, he could not shift the momentum of the fight. Every time, uh, he'd, he'd get a little bit in, uh, Perry, you know, Perry would come forward, uh, and just, just touch him a whole bunch more. Uh, yeah, and good and fight for good fight for Perry. I mean, I don't know how how premier he's he's going to get at the weight class, but uh, I guess I think he'd get mauled by Covington. Even though I hate I hate Covington, um, I don't you know I I don't think I don't think Mike Perry is going to be chasing uh, top ten welterweights anytime soon. But solid top fifteen. I, I agree there. I do think there are some top uh, top ten guys at welterweight at the, that that he'd list. have a, a shot at, but. The thing about Perry is that he is slowly improving. Um, he is making minor uh, – uh, uh, he's probably getting taught 100 things and he's picking up about 10 of them, it seems like, w- with some solidity at the end of a training camp. Lavera never really changed a whole lot about his style. He's a finisher on the ground. He's a finisher on yeah. the feet. But past that first half of the three-round fight, he's not reliable I over, at all. I overrated his, his jiu-jitsu game from his back. I don't know why I thought he was – some triangle snagging stud because he certainly didn't look like it. No, but I think that was also the latter part of the fight, wasn't it? I, th- I thought Oliveira yeah. 
well, I, I did have a couple of brewskis the evening that I was watching this bout with my wife on the couch, but Oliveira, if I remember correctly, won that first round. And again, as always, he can win early, and then he will slowly phase out and slowly lose energy because he throws so much yeah. into every shot. Has Perry fought Watson's. till yet? Uh, they haven't fought, but there's been a lot of trash talk both ways. I mean, it's actually a good top, matchup. I look at to the top ten. I think I think Woodley beats him. Covington beats him. He maybe well, gets. Let's top. start at the bottom. Yeah, let's yeah. look at Lawler, which I think that could be a competitive bout given Lawler's point in, in his career. Maybe, yeah. He um, already got, he got beat by uh, Ponzinibbio. Ponzinibbio, yeah. Uh, even if he didn't, would dominate him. That could be interesting. Anthony maybe Pettis. he could wrestle. Pe- yeah, maybe he could beat Pettis, but he I guess he'd have a shot there. It would be I, a big I size. I think he'd get touched. Tower. I think he'd get touched up by Stephen Thompson. I think he'd probably get muscled and touched up by Darren Till, even though I would root for him in that a fight. Stephen Thompson that recently took a horrible knockout loss. Still, I, think, I, I, still think, think, I think he has a little bit uh, of a higher chance than, than he did before that, I'll tell you that much. But I sure, hear you. Certainly. Askren, I think, um, would wrestle him down in all likelihood. Yeah, I think, I think Matt, did he fight Masvidal? No, I don't think they fought. I, I think Masvidal's Mas- 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 a better kickboxer. Yeah, I don't disagree. Um, I would give him a shot. I think I Till is it, man. Till's a great matchup. I would give him a shot against Dos Andros. I just don't. I haven't been that impressed with. with Why is Darren Till number six in the world at welterweight? Does that make Because he beat Stephen Thompson in a hometown decision. Right, like that, and, and then he because, lost his. Yeah, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why Darren Till is number six because Michael Bisbing retired. <laughs> I see. That's funny. That is very funny. Also, the guy. You're right. He is the new Michael Bisbing in that he can no, make a lot of noise with his yeah, with his mouth rather he, than with but, what happens in the ring. But Bisbing was so much better at it. Even when I didn't like Bisping, like Bisping was so much, so I think much Bisping more intelligent. Is, I think Bisping is, and you're probably right about that as well. I think Bris, Bisping was great at creating animosity when there wasn't there, and he would almost make yeah. it seem genuine. He would make his opponent want to get at him, which would only make the fight more interesting. The reason he was a high-paid, kind of low-power, not very entertaining fighter is because he was so smart outside of it. Infinitely, Till, char- infinitely more charismatic than Darren Till. I don't know. I think you hear Darren Till talk, right? If you're in an airport and... Big guy and he talks like this. Like, I don't think Darren Till's got... But it's what he says. It's the yeah. level of confidence that he exudes. It is... Uh, it is, And he has the accent, too, which which I think has helped him and yeah. it's helped McGregor get their name in the spotlight. Part of the reason he's number six is because he talks a good game. Yeah. Um, I just, uh, right now, I mean, I don't... I certainly don't like him. I was happy when he got, uh, you know... Might as well send him to the Sandman. But uh, it's, it's funny. It's it's satisfying to see a guy that talked a lot of shit before the bout get a decisive win. But it's so much more satisfying than that to see that guy get his ass whooped after saying oh, yeah. that after saying that he's leagues above his opponent. His opponent doesn't have a shot. So yeah, th- there is a, there is a certain level of satisfaction that that kind of fighter provides both ways, and that's why guys that talk tend to get our attention. Yep. That's why we all want to see Colby Covington get beat up. I'd like to see my Perry fight if he goes the other direction to fight Brian Barberina. <laughs> oh, that would, be, that would be. I'm surprised that's too, they haven't. That's made two that crazy fight. bastards. I'm surprised they haven't made that fight. Man. I know, That'd right? be great. Just as a like co-main event for like a fight night, just where be weird and violent. Oh, it would be violent. No, weird. It would just be violent. Yeah. It would be horribly violent. That would be great. I would love to see that fight. All right, let's. Um, we got a lot. We got a lot to cover. Let's talk quickly about uh, Lesnar retired. It turns out it wasn't about the USADA testing. It sounds like. And this is a very interesting thing about sports and the fact that Canelo is fighting on DAZN this weekend for boxing. But the pay-per-view model is shifting. And it couldn't, you know, um, with with everything on ESPN, the way everybody gets paid. And I don't have the, the specifics. We should probably learn them. But I do know that guys who were who were the draw for the pay per view buys in the main event, like a Lesnar, the names could uh, could get themselves really really great deals, right. um, incentives based, based on, on pay per view buys. Right. I don't believe that's the same now with ESPN um, because it's subscri- because it's a subscription based model. 
not a one-off. Um, it's a subscription-based plus. From what I understand, that no, and I may have misunderstood this. I read a Dave Meltzer article on this. Mm-hmm. Um, it I love sounds Dave like me, me too. I especially to, when it comes to, to listen to his him on podcasts and his own dude. podcast all the time. Um, yeah, he, he's great. He's, he's got he's got a lot of connections and a lot of uh, a lot of leads in the in both the pro wrestling and the MMA industry. Mm-hmm. Um, part of what, what the impression that I got from his article was that Lesnar was essentially using one to kind of uh, using the yeah. UFC to negotiate with the WWE and vice versa. And at some point, it, so it sounds like the ESPN thing is that the numbers are lower now. Yeah, the UFC is still making good amount of money, but the number of pay-per-view buys are lower because not everyone's willing to log in online. They don't have those same yeah, kind of numbers will, yet. Yeah, they will. So, so for them to offer a, Lesnar, a flat rate. Right. For them to offer Lesnar the same kind of deal doesn't make sense because those numbers will not come right. back the same. And Lesnar right. has no way of truly knowing right. what those numbers are because it's all in the hands of ESPN. And he's not going right, to... At 41, 42... I mean, obviously Cormier is the same age, but... He, also, Lesnar's not... Lesnar's no dummy. He knows how good Daniel Cormier is with his hands. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Did you hear or see Brock Lesnar announce that he's retired? No, only Dana. Dana. He told Dana he was retired. Can we believe that at all? Is this not uh, Dana White potentially negotiating out loud? This is the point that uh, uh, Dave Meltzer made. And possibly. I think that's makes so much. He's declared GSP retired before he fought Bisping because it was convenient for that negotiation. Yeah. This maybe. is what Dana White does. Maybe. We'll see. And he's I'd hoping might, it works. I think, I think Brock Lesnar's going to say, fuck I'd rather it. see Stipe. Uh, I'd rather see Stipe versus um, Cormier. I, I'm uh, open to both. I don't necessarily think Stipe deserves a rematch by getting knocked out in the first round. Quite frankly, I, I, I wanted him to get another. Win. I wanted him to get a win before that. Like let him, let him sleep JDS again. Let him. I, don't, I mean, it's tough because he's. It's hard to be like go back and fight those monsters that he already beat. He beat Overeem. He beat Ngannou. He beat JDS. Fair point. Like, it's kind of like, all right, who do you want to get back in and fight those guys again? Uh, like I don't. Let's talk Rory Fitch real quick. Yeah, no, it, it it is a fair point that he'd have to reclaim the division. Um, so yeah, Corey Sandhagen over John Lineker. I thought Lineker probably exciting fight, but I, I picked Lineker. It's, but it's not like he lost any stock for the for it, and it made it and it made a real contender out of Sandhagen. Lineker, yeah. I mean, it was really like Lineker lost nothing, no stock in that fight. At the end of the day, a loss in your record is a loss, and he's got a couple in the division now. He's probably not going to contend for a title anytime soon. He's probably not going to get a whole lot better. Corey Sandhagen is on the upside. I'm glad the result sure. was what it was, given yeah. how close the bat was. I think he's got more upside. I think I said that last week, and that he's got more upside, and this might be his prospect loss. Um, he walked away with a win, and he did good things here. Again, I don't necessarily think he deserved that decision by a very close margin, but he did a lot of good things to make it close, Yeah, uh, considering the experience. He show, certainly showed a lot of resiliency, because he's not going to get hit by guys like that. Um, is there anything else worth... A shout-out to Jim Miller, who gets another victory. Just yeah. good to see that man... Do well, man. Local local star Angela Hill uh, yeah. got on the right track. Very aggressive kickboxing game from her. And congratulations, you won. So we're, we're at what now? Six four and three. Six four and three, Nick. I, I predicted last week that we're going to get to six and four this week, and the next week is going to be six and five. And Nick, oh, before we'll you know it, I'm in the lead. Now I do have to mention uh, we we did the betting stuff last week, oh, yeah. and my bets ended up doing fairly well. Um, my bets were straight bets on Carlos Barza at plus one hundred five. Uh, and she won her bout as a slight underdog. Uh, Augusto Sakai at minus 145 is a straight bet. He won his bout. It was very close and arguably should have gone the other way, but it did work out. That bet did. Jim Miller at minus 140. That was a straight bet that I believed in, and that worked out well. Court McGee at minus 160 did not work out. No, I, yeah. <laughs> um, he, 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 looks- he got essentially dominated, but he did hurt him at the end. 
He did. He dropped him. Yeah, uh, it's it's a shame about Lemus Chen because he is talented. What a nice guy Lemus seemed to be. He was like, nice. he, was, he, was, he, seemed, a, he seemed really happy for court that he knocked he's him down. He's a gentleman. He's, he's <laughs> just such a nice guy. He really is very likable. Um, Angela Hill, uh, I didn't pick her straight. I picked her by decision, which made the odds much better at minus 225. And she won by decision. And she won by decision, which which is really kind of the, the only way she's won in the UFC, I think, thus far. Um, and then I had a parlay that didn't work out. And Souza and Sakai. Uh, Souza, mm-hmm. uh, obviously, Jacare Souza didn't do too well at this event. Um, okay. over, overall, a winning night for me. And I'm, no, you, and picked, I'm well, no, happy you must about have picked Arlovsky because Sakai won a BS decision. No, I, I, I picked I picked Sakai. Then how'd you lose your parlay? Oh, you lost your parlay because you picked Souza and Sakai. Souza, exactly, it. exactly. Yeah, 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 my parlay completely shit to bed because uh, I picked. Well, you, uh, you had like a five-five parlay with a bunch <laughs> of underdogs. Like odds <laughs> I were picked, against uh, you. I picked Ian uh, Kudalaba and. Um, I picked uh, Dimitri Smolyakov, <laughs> who I thought, because he had some subs on his record, was going to sub Greg Hart. He just went in there to that lose. That was really smart. We'll talk about that in a brief second. Uh, yeah, I can't remember who my other underdog pick was, but it didn't. It was not a good, uh, not one of my better showings. Let's uh, let's move on. Could to, it be? Uh, uh, no, it wasn't. Smart, I, I, no. Did not put, I picked. I picked her. You picked but her, I didn't, but you didn't. Yeah, excellent. Parlay. Um, so uh, you just mentioned uh, the the Greg Hardy Smolnikov fight. Right. Dana White's reaction to me is fascinating. You you brought Smolnikov, who's a uh, who's only lost fights in the UFC, back into the UFC just well, to lose to Greg did, Hardy. Whether it's Dana, whether that direction comes from Dana, or whether it's the Sean Shelby's of the world. If he's got someone to criticize, what I'm saying is, yeah. it's internal. Yes. It is certainly not uh, criticizing Smolnikov from doing exactly what they wanted him to do. They brought a guy that sucks Man. to come in there and suck, and he did. Um, and by the way, we granted we both picked him because we don't like Hardy and we figured he has a submission game. Uh, but yeah, the man went in there to lose, and he did. Dana White criticizing Smolnikov, like who is this guy? Like, how, like. Well, the, the quote the quote was, "I'd love to see those nine guys he fought." He was like, "They're probably." In I'd the love room. to see why this is the third yeah. time he's in the UFC, sir. Yeah, this is not the first time you brought him back. But but, but in, in any case, Dana White is an ironic individual in many ways. I think it's safe to say. Yeah, um, Smolnikov looked like. Uh, he looked like Mike Russo, but couldn't fight like Mike Russo. I think that's a good way to put it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what he was trying to do. <coughs> like my only my, was my only path to victory is a spinning toe hold. Like what was he? Like he? I had no idea what he was trying to accomplish in there. Losing quickly yeah. and getting hurt minimally. It's probably the closest thing to a can fight we've seen. Yeah, like in in recent UFC history, certainly. Um, yeah. So so it's Jason Reinhardt <laughs> charged into the octagon. I don't uh, even remember. Uh, uh, Jason Reinhardt was a guy who got went like twenty three and zero and like explode. And, like, yes, other, I remember. And then he fought Joe Lozon. Lozon just like choked just him out. Smoked him. Like, yes, like yes. a minute, and then he got and, and like and he was known, I think, for having setup fights where guys would intentionally lose to him on the local was, scene. Yeah, he had a right. very, he had a very padded record. Uh, not only I think like if you I remember watching some of his bouts, and I remember it being just a known thing in the MMA community that guys were actually actively losing to him intentionally sometimes. Getting up from Mount yeah. to give him a win. Well, it's the same. He was in the same, I believe, uh, the same promotion that put on. You've seen the the fight of like the chubby soccer mom who clearly doesn't know what she's doing, who gets who gets absolutely destroyed. You, you mean never every seen, every female fight before 1995? No, dude, no, no, no. Watch this this fight. We are actually watching a 50 second clip. Oh, we gotta skip the we gotta skip the uh, the NAD plus pre roll. Okay. Oh my god, she actually looks like... This? No. This is a famous viral video. I've never seen this, Nick, and she looks wait. like she's going up again. Dude, like watch, she, wait, watch what happens. Fighter. Oh my goodness. This is not okay, Nick. 
No, she says, Why is this no, happening? I don't know. Soccer mom enters the cage with a pro MMA fighter. For you listening, listeners out there. But she's supposed to be a pro fighter. Watch the, watch the shot that she, she takes on the got, ground. Hang on. I believe that's a UFC fighter. Oof. She looks super she a fighter. Like, Oof. She was on tough. That later, but okay. do you see that hook yes, that, that slept her? Terrible. Uh, yeah, that was ex- that was the Explode Fight series. That's where J- that's where Jason Reinhardt got his wins. That makes sense um, to me. I, I don't know how they got her out of the crowd and into those gloves and convinced her. She didn't look drunk to me. I would have. Um, let's put it this way. I honestly think I would have looked better in the cage. Oh, easily you would have looked better. A little bit better, but Nick, better. I've I've seen you throw punches. You would have absolutely looked <laughs> better. No give give yourself saying. some goddamn credit, please. Um, now, well, the now, problem is right now I'm probably a light heavyweight. <laughs> <laughs> fair, fair enough. You got to cut down. Uh, you would be the Daniel Cormier of of the light heavyweight division in that case. Now uh, we we've got a great. Uh, you know, I do want to quickly uh, mention the Rory McDonald, uh, John Fitch fight. Yeah, um, Fitch can still Fitch new mu- mus- muscles. Muscles found oh, some Do you see what I'm saying? Oh, no, totally. Week? Yeah, he looked... Yeah. He's suddenly more ripped than oh, ever at God. 40 and fantastic. winning every fight against the highest level competition he's ever beaten. He, I mean, he fought a Fitch fight. Like, it looked like a Fitch fight from 2009. Yeah. Like, exactly like a Fitch fight yeah. against pretty yeah, high Rory. competition. Yeah, he, and, uh, like, back then, the level of competition wasn't Rory. And Rory, Rory was striking, and Rory was hitting hard when he landed, but he just couldn't, you know, Rory couldn't control up against the cage. So there was a lot of time spent getting Fitched. But everyone not named GSP, more or less ever, who's fought Fitch has got Fitch. Unless you knock him out right away, which is very, very rare. Or you can hoose him on Paul Harris and, and rip his, you know, rip his knee off. Um, I mean, he he's lost a bunch. He's lost a bunch of fights. I think. Not I really. think in that, in that interim, not that um, many. Where he wasn't defeated for a while after George St. Pierre. He got, he got floored by by Hendricks, who was probably who was probably on vitamins. Lost a close and, decision to Damian Maya. Then he a fluke. Well, you, I think we can probably call Berkman? a fluke choke to Josh Berkman. I think it's less of a fluke and more of the fact that uh, uh, that Fitz did something to improve his performances not long after that uh, bout. Maybe judging by when his test failure what was two bouts later. I don't, after I Josh don't know. Berkman I mean, fight. Josh Berkman didn't show us anything else against anyone but he caught like sometimes guys just get caught in guillotine Josh Berkman's like another Ryan, guy like that Ryan Bader he, he, he looked chiseled and incredible and young in WSOF yeah. so and they came into the UFC and looked old really quickly and lost a lot of yeah. skill and power right. and technique really quickly uh, that USADA that USADA thing is it's no joke man yeah unless they're unless they're testing for uh, blood doping apparently yep um, uh, yes yeah, so, jokes they come fast and furious we we got to get into. So that was a crazy fight. It was. I, I thought. I thought. It, I thought a draw was fair. I actually was going to give Fitch the decision, even though McDonald uh, scored more. I thought, I thought Fitch, Fitch won. I thought Fitch two. won three rounds. Yeah, me too. Um, but just by holding on mostly. But yes. Well, by fitching. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then McRory. Yeah, Rory's Rory's a weirdo. So he sounded like a weirdo in the interview. After I mean, this. he's clearly not in the same mental frame. Uh, I think he's going to lose. Would you be after that Robbie Lawler fight? I wouldn't. I don't know that I'd ever be in this. Scene. Yeah, he's, he's. I would probably just hang out in pet stores talking to abandoned cats. Like the, I don't. The, the, <laughs> Roy McDonald fought. Uh, you remember how we said like uh, Roy McDonald's probably going to win? A, uh, was he the one that I said would win the decision? He doesn't deserve again in the Bellator and be yes. Oh, uh, yeah. three. Well, but I mean, I thought, I thought that he, he. I thought that he. It was. It was arguable that he won the. Uh, he won the Lima fight. I thought Lima destroyed the man. Did you see the kind of wrecking damage he put? He did on? a lot of damage, but I have to go and back and Roy watch. Roy McDonald fixed him at some points in the round. Yeah, but he got wrecked. He looks. I have to go back and watch. He it got again. beat up about as bad as in the Lawler fight in that bout. If you see the yeah. the two guys, well, uh, he, with the well, he was referee about to raise their hands for a decision. Yeah. you would never think that the guy that's perfect. That, physically that said, he was winning. He was winning the Lawler bout until he got knocked out. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that is true. It's just that that damage accumulated. Jesus. Still so, one of the most 
yeah, one of the most so violent, one of the most gruesome bouts. I agree. So um, yeah, let's let's go through uh, this this card and um, kind of maybe we could turbocharge it a little bit here on uh, May the third. Uh, it's the May the fourth card. USPN, USPN, UFC on ESPN plus nine. Iquinta versus Cowboy. Iquinta minus one ten. Cerrone plus one hundred. I keep going back and forth on this. And I looked. I've looked at their records and who they fought and what kind of body, t- what the body types of the kinds of guys and the skill sets that Cerrone's able to beat versus who he hasn't. And honestly, the guys who are like Ally Aquinta, he tends to find a way. The guys that beat, um, that beat Cerrone tend to be a little bit more athletic, flexible, and faster. I think you're right. I feel yeah. like they get either faster with their hands, like a Nate Diaz. Or faster and more versatile in scrambles, like a Rafael dos Anjos or an Anthony Pettis. Um, the guys, the from I mean, he's not as skilled as Iaquinta, but the Patrick Cote style bodies, the Rick Stories, the re, the Eddie Alvarez, the, the strong, tough wrestle boxers. Yep, Donald almost always comes out on top. That said, I it's just it's going to be really, really tough in that. If he can somehow, if Cerrone can get the fight on the ground, I feel like Iaquinta has no quit in him. He may go to sleep physiologically. He may, and that's how he's lost most he, of his battles by submission. He may, he may lose consciousness, and he can take a kickboxing beating because Masvidal put it on him. Yeah, and Masvidal's a better kickboxer than Donald Cerrone is, in my opinion. Um, I think he hits well. He, he he showed it when they fought. When they fought, yeah, yeah, hard target. Um, so it's just it's hard. I don't think I I think. I think but Masvidal is a bigger man. He's about the same height as Cerrone, and that, I think, is a factor, too. Yeah. It's and a certain I, body type. Iaquinta is very big, and he's very strong. He's a tough dude. Cerrone's fought bigger guys. Cote's was a, fought at 205, for Christ's sake. Yeah, but, uh, I, I, but don't think, I don't think Cote was ever the level of No, not, no, no. But he's, my point is that Cerrone's fought some big dudes. He fought Darren Till. I mean, yeah. he's fought some big big 170. I mean, Darren Not Till's for very like, long, though, but yes. Yeah, he didn't fight Darren Till around. <laughs> so it's just like, I keep going back and forth. They both have this incredible will. I guess that I think that lately Iaquinta's level of competition has been higher. Going five rounds with Khabib Nurmagomedov um, and fighting with Kevin Lee. Really, they both fought like they were fighting for their lives and just finding a way to to win that fight. Um, Just, I think... It's a battle of the wills, and I my gut tells me Ally Aquinta is is younger and just a little bit tougher right now. I don't. I think if he can protect his neck, he's going to win the fight, probably by decision. Uh, so I pick Ally. I pick Ally Aquinta. Um, yeah, by decision, forty-eight, forty-seven. Two, two to three. Um, yeah. I can easily make an argument, a compelling argument for either guy to win this battle. It is, I know. To your point, Cerrone is great against those shorter wrestle boxers. Uh, I was speaking with a buddy of mine earlier today saying the exact same thing, using that exact term. Um, He's great against those shorter guys where he can do that switch step left knee as they come in, uh, where where he can use some of his length and some of those high kicks where they're at range. Um, he does really well against those guys. His 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 record shows it time and again. His last several losses were against guys that I believe are five eleven or taller. Uh, between Masvidal, Lawler, Till, and Edwards. kickboxers who are better, better, more yeah. powerful kickboxers than he is. And 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 by the way, all of them bigger than he is. To, to be fair, uh, maybe with the exception of Masvidal. 
Um, Iaquinta does have the body type of the guy that Cerrone can beat, but I, I think the argument can go in in Iaquinta's favor as well. Iaquinta, he will know to punch to the body. I can just tell by hearing Ray Longo on the Anakin Florian podcast. He's a very good boxer. I'll he's like a good Iaquinta. boxer. He, he makes good adjustments. He makes adjustments well. I think he, he does, and he listens to his corner and yes. makes those adjustments through the rounds. How can you not listen to those guys? It, it's hard not to listen to them, even if you're on, you're the, scared on not the opposite to, team. If you don't, right? You're going to get your ass kicked worse. Hundred percent. They're going to break a leg. Uh, yeah, he he's he, he's someone that I can trust to go to that body in every fight. But certainly in a fight where he and his coach knows that Cerrone is weak, he can't take those body shots. Now, he took him well at 170. I think the weight cut may be a factor there. I think the Budweiser sponsorship back in the days was a, fa- was a, was a factor too, to be quite honest with you. I think a bunch of free beer makes a big difference for a guy like Cerrone. Um, I'm picking Iaquinta as well. I trust him to go to the body. I trust him to do enough damage to take something out of Cerrone by the middle of that bout. Um, and quite honestly, he has a shot at finishing him in the first round. There's a good chance that that'll be a part of the game plan to kind of exhaust that option and see if see if it's doable because I think Iaquinta has the conditioning to go fairly hard all five rounds, which I think he's shown in his last couple of bouts, uh, specifically that Kevin Lee bout where he really had to push through yep. uh, in, in those final moments of the his jujitsu defense, which isn't bad really, but he has but it um, he just that's the like Cerrone is very sneaky. Iaquinta has to watch out. For that's trips. a concern. No he doubt. has to watch out for trips. He has the to height protect and, his neck. And the jiu-jitsu are big concerns because again, Cerrone's known for slick, quick submissions. And uh, what, as we said earlier, Iaquinta has lost by submission multiple there's times. Going in his to be, there's going to be cage. There's going to be action against the cage in this fight, and a lot of pummeling. And I could absolutely see Cerrone trying uh, trying to snag a guillotine um, up against the cage. Yeah, I, I think. I think what it used to be is that maybe Iaquinta was a little too confident in his defense, and so what it wasn't kind of crossing yeah. his T's and dotting his eyes. And I think now he's got the maturity to do that. I think Kevin Lee had his back at some point during that bout. He did. Am I, am I right? He did. And he, Kevin and Lee is a helped. master rear naked he, choker. And, and, and Iaquinta and hung well. on for like a minute and a half or something. Right. It was a great. It was a great fight. It, was, it really was a good, a good, a good five round bout. Um, um, all right. So we both have uh, we both have Rage and Al. The Long Islander. It's also such a fucking East Coast, like you know, country boy fight. It is the most right. the most East Coast guy. It is, but, but they're both good dudes, both likable characters. Yeah, they both love their personas are. Who knows what these? I I get the sense that Al uh, Al's a good guy in real life, just because I follow some of the other Sarah Longo fighters on social, like the people you know the, who train there but aren't necessarily like UFC fighters, and he, you know, yeah. The, the, the team that I started with, actually, uh, it was called Militic on Long Island. They were right. affiliated with Militic out uh, out in, I think it's Iowa, is that right? Yeah, Benton. Um, and uh, and Iaquinta was, you know, he, he actually left that team for, for Sarah Longo, or Matt right. Sarah's team, right right mm-hmm. as I right as I entered. So so we have a little bit of lineage in common um, where, you know, we, we, we trained under and fought for the same coaches. Um, yeah, from what I understand, he's a really good dude, and... And uh, and it's great to see like a local guy kind of really work his ass off and make his way up the hard way. The UFC didn't didn't plant pan this out for him and, and just kind of extend a roadmap or, or give him a red carpet entrance. Right, he had to argue and fight and work his way for this position that he's in right and now. And he showed up, and I believe Madison Square Garden and fuck Khabib Nurmagomedov. Oh my God, I said Khabib yeah. on like two days' notice. Yep, he's in the, that kind in of guy. Madison Square Garden and went five rounds. I will say it went five rounds against Khabib. 
I will say another thing. I'm actually almost talking myself into a Cerrone pick here. Not only does Cerrone have arguably better jiu-jitsu, not only is he taller and do well, does well against shorter wrestle boxers, but also I quint his knee. Cerrone's going to throw those leg kicks. He's going to eat that leg up. I wouldn't be surprised if Cerrone takes this thing. I really do think it's uh, that the odds are, are correct on this I one. I am going to throw it on a gauntlet and say you cannot switch your pick on this one. If you're going to pick Cowboy, you Fair. pick Cowboy right now. No, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sticking to Iquinta. Okay. Uh, I, I, think, just, I absolutely think Cerrone can win. I'm just absolutely seeing... He has this new thing where he's getting beat and then he looks at his son and he like hulks up. And uh, just, like, I, I guess. And finishes guys. I, I guess. Since his but, kid was born, like he's, he's a, he seems like a man on a mission. But he also beat, I mean, he beat Medeiros, Mike Perry, and Alex Hernandez in, in the last Al, several I mean, years. These are not exactly Alex tough. Hernandez is pretty darn talented. He's a very he's, young he's a 2-0 UFC fighter Yeah. Who who, you know, wasn't really ready for Cerrone as it turns out. Um, yeah, uh, look, uh, Cerrone absolutely can win this bout. I'm going to stick with Iaquinta here. Um, and besides, I wouldn't want that bout to decide the event for us. Like, that's just, yeah. that could easily go on a coin flip. And that, by the way, could very well be a very close decision. All right, looking at the rest of the card here, uh, Brunson, Elias, uh, Theodoro, uh, who do you got? I've got, um, I've, I've literally initially thought it was all about Theodoro because of his runaway style and Derek Brunson's weird, like, weird either yeah. fast kill you mode or just, like, stay away from you at all times mode. I don't think Theodoro presents anything that would scare the shit out of Derek Brunson to make him act like he did against an Anderson Silva, for instance, or uh, Adesanya. He just fought scared. Now, um, I think he's going to he's gonna try and hunt Elias down. I think it's going to be a split decision that could go either way. I know Elias mm-hmm. is excellent at winning those, especially in Canada. But I'm going to give Brunson the edge because I think he could do some work against the clinch if only hold him there. And I think he could just kind of attack him every once in a while to score some points. Got it. Uh, I'm going to pick – I'm going to go opposite you and pick Theodoro. Uh, my logic is really simple. Derek Brunson always finds a way to lose. Elias Theodoro usually finds a way to win. You're but not Derek, kidding, Br- Derek Brunson does not – uh, does not fight with uh, with great, and I'm not saying he's not a bright guy. He would be a very bright guy. He and doesn't sound that bright either. Oh, I'm I don't know. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. You know, there's all kinds of different intelligence in the world. That is true. And and Derek Brunson does not strike me as a guy with a lot of poise, composure, whatever no. synonym you want to use. He fights scared. or much or much of a game plan um, in the cage, or certainly no plan B. Uh, Theodoro can has fought heavy, heavy hitters, and he always he seems to stick. He seems he seems to be able to stick to the game plan. Um, and, and, you know, figure out a way to, to just do enough. He's a You're master right. point scorer. If you want to split decision against Eric Anders, uh, you know, who's a beast, um, heavy hitter. Well, yeah, heavy hitters like Sam Alvey. He did lose a decision to Thiago Santos. Um, but, uh, he's fought, you know, he's only lost a couple of fights, uh, Brad Tavares and Thiago Santos, but he's, he's like, the, I don't think Derek Brunson's power is going to, is going to shock no. Theodoro to the core. I agree. And if the power is not going to shock him, I feel like he's. Cra- I feel like his craftiness should be uh, should be enough to win two rounds. So I think I think it I could be like a split decision, but I'm going to pick Theodoro. Fair, uh, excellent argument, honestly, for him. Uh, next up, we've got Cub Swanson and Shane Burgos. Uh, this one I think is a little bit closer than the odds even suggest. Uh, prospect yeah. versus veteran about what are your thoughts about this one um, listen people say Cubs on the downswing and he has looked like he's lost a bit of a step and even his semi-recent wins were certainly back and forth like he you know I thought he lost a round to Artem Lobov which is unacceptable and uh, his, his fight against uh, Korean Superboy um, was extreme was extremely competitive but his three recent losses to Ortega Edgar and uh, what's his name Mark, Mark, uh, who just lost to Aldo? 
Marciano? Marciano? Oh, my God. That guy. Moicano. Moicano. That's Swanson fighting top five guys. True. Like, top five guys. And... He did get he did get uh, choked out pretty early against Moicano, but he's not he's not getting blown out of the water. I think I, he should. I believe he should have enough to beat Chimbergos. I'm gonna. I think Cub Swanson wins the decision. I'm hopeful he can pull the trigger. Um, you know, land a high percentage of strikes. It's Burgos doesn't have a feather in his cap near the level of Cub Swanson. It would certainly be a marquee gatekeeper victory for him. Yeah, I agree. Uh, but I don't. I just think that the level of competition is so different um, over the last, you know, five six years that I got I got to go with uh, with Swanson's experience here. Yeah, um, I I really do see this as much as much more of a pick 'em fight than when I first looked at the matchup because Burgos has looked pretty darn good overall. Then you remember that Burgos yeah. Burgos did get roughed up before he caught an armbar in his last bout uh, mm-hmm. against a much bigger opponent. Uh, and who was that? Who was that that he fought? Kurt Hullaba, who I actually think is really good. Yeah. Um, and he got he, he got knocked he, out by. Uh, and he got Qatar. knocked out by Qatar, who's an excellent fighter, and he looked good up until a better fighter than Cub Swanson. That round, that yeah, I would pick you him over so? Cub Swanson. Yeah, I would pick him over Cub Swanson. Maybe leaning too much into Swanson's experience and name, and that I've been watching him since WC EC because I certainly am, of the two of us, I favor the veterans a lot more. I don't think Qatar has the same weaknesses as Burgos. I would more confidently pick Qatar over Swanson than Burgos. I could see this as a pick'em fight, whereas yeah. whereas uh, with Qatar, I'd be much more confident. Yeah, I'm going to pick Burgos because I, I think Swanson might be running out of steam. I think you know him getting hurt in the first round against the guy who doesn't really finish people with his hands or, or feet. Like he doesn't hurt guys, and he hurt Swanson with a jab. Mokano? That's a bad. Yeah. That's a bad sign. Um, I'm gonna pick Burgos, but I can absolutely see Swanson coming out with one of his heroic like uh, performances over a prospect that we thought was awesome, but it really has quite a few. Yeah. This is like Korean, uh, like the Korean Superboy. Right. So uh, that's another one of disparity for us. I'm picking Shane Burgos. Right. You're, you're taking Cub let's, Swanson. Uh, as we're getting into the lesser known fighters, we'll do, let's, uh, let's, we'll speed up our picks a bit. We got the Canadian who won't have John Kavanaugh in his, in his corner, Brad Katona against Marab. You know what? You handle this one. Marab <laughs> Dvalashvili. Dva- Dva- <laughs> I'll make the guy with all the, all the letters in his name. Yeah, he, he's he's Georgian, which Talk is also this. a Soviet state. Was a Soviet state. Um, um, so it, it will be a guy. No, I, I, <laughs> if if things keep going the way they're going, we might be. Um, so yeah, th- th- this is an interesting one for me. Another one that I that I actually initially favored one guy in, and, and I'm having a real hard time picking on this one. I'm going to say. I'm going to favor Murad because I think he'll get like 58 takedowns, even though uh, Brad Katona will probably get up every time and maybe do some damage. Um, hmm. But I could absolutely see this going either way. I'm going to pick Katona. I, I actually think he's something special. Uh, 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 again, another close bout. Um, Walt Harris, Sergey Spivak. Oh, not looking forward to this fight. Me neither. I mean, I do not. I'm going to pick Walt Harris. I don't really like watching him fight. He's. Super undisciplined. He's kind of like Greg Hardy without the without the charges. Greg, um, Greg Hardy, which with much more experience and low lower level training. Yeah, and yeah, honestly, I don't know about his fight IQ his either. Fight, his fight IQ is awful. Yeah, I mean, he's a big, strong dude who can take who can take a shot, and he's like, yeah, I mean, he's a big, he's a big, strong heavyweight, natural athlete, um, but he's kind of like I don't know. He he reminds me of. Uh, He's in that OSP category of like dude that got in it too late without enough training, 
whose instincts aren't awesome and, and gets by in a in a weak division based on his athleticism. Which put OSP in the top five at one point. I will say though, yeah, um, it, 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 can, it can it can work in the right weight division. Uh, yeah, and, and heavyweight's the right weight division. And heavyweight but is even more of the right. Doesn't mean weight, it's going to be pretty. I mean, so what's Sergey Spivak done for done for us lately? Uh, I mean, yeah, he's he's making his UFC debut. He beat a couple of uh, kind of longtime MMA veterans who are in their mid forties and have like sixty three losses apiece. Um, granted, that is who they put in front of him. Yeah, I don't think Spivak has the kind of experience uh, in order to beat a guy as athletic right. and uh, with as much experience as Walt Harris. Walt is way more athletic, way younger, and has, again, like that UFC experience against guys like yeah. Audrey Arlovsky. I expect Harris to, to do his thing. But who knows? Maybe Spivak is something special. Yeah. Uh, the next fight, I've got uh, Andrew Sanchez over Mark andre Boyle. Bill you. Bill you. I'm not at all sure that that is the case. Um, <laughs> yeah, I've got, I've got Sanchez too. Your pronunciation, Stan? Um, That's terrible. I, I've got, I, I'm I've, seriously I've, just drinking seltzer, people. <laughs> like, I'm not drinking. You, you know what, Nick? Whatever whatever makes you feel better. Alternative yeah. facts or not, Nick. I've, I've got your back, bud. Thank you. Um, so, yeah, I've got I've got Andrew Sanchez in this one as well. Um, initially watching the uh, Baryu footage that I saw, he tends to get taken down fairly easily, and I think Sanchez, with Feroz Ahabi's help, can certainly use the good good game plan for him. I actually thought it was much more of a closer fight until I saw an Andrew Sanchez interview in which he basically said, yeah, we trained together once. It was kind of a marathon. Um, and yeah, he's got a lot of heart, is what he said, uh, which makes me think that Sanchez did well against him, because that's what I say mm-hmm. about guys that, I, that, I, that, that I've you know done very well against. Um, if I want to compliment him. So, yeah, I, I, I favor Sanchez here as well. Sarah Marais against Macy Chazon. Oof. Uh, so, Macy Chazon. The biggest favorite on the card, Nick. And this is a fight at, this is a fight at 135, yeah? Yes. Just, um, which is Amanda Nunez's division. That that's right. And Macy, uh, their Amanda Nunez owns two divisions, sir. Oh, that's Arguably right. three. I meant the, I meant the, I meant, over I meant the division that has that has fighters in it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like fair. So I all right. Here's a crazy prediction. I I ever watched the Nunez uh, Rousey and the Nunez Cyborg fight. Nunez is fucking terrifying. She's so she good. Is. She's so good. And I think this is going to be the woman in eighteen months that gets her. Really? You I think she beats her? Not I think that she makes I, her way up. Wow! I think in I think in eighteen months to two years, Macy Chazon uh, chokes out Amanda Nunes. And you takes, heard it here, takes folks. The belt. I th- that's a bold prediction. I Watch love her it. lose tomorrow. She. I, I just, think that's very unlikely. I, you think it's very unlikely? Very. Unlikely, I just look yeah. at her body type and I look at her skills and I'm thinking about what's gonna what's gonna beat Nunes. I'm sorry. Very unlikely that she loses tomorrow. Oh, she's not. Oh, yeah, she's not gonna lose. Tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, anything um, can happen. I, mean, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised. She has the makings. Like, not a lot of women have power at one thirty-five, except for her and Amanda Nunes. Um, serious, like knockout, just turn your unconscious kind of power. She's got that kind of she's athleticism. Got pretty good top, doesn't she have like really good top control and yeah, and takes it back also. pretty well. Yes. Yeah. For a young raw fighter, she's developing quickly. She's five nine. Nick, she's like a big girl. I know. She's the, she's the future of the division. I so agree, and she's only twenty seven years old. Make sure, just watch watch her fights because they're same here. Agreed. Um, then we've got the, the brother, the younger brother Ayman uh, Zahabi of uh, for, uh, brother uh, Faraz Zahabi, uh, famous TriStar trainer, trainer of GSP um, out of Montreal, who I believe got knocked out possibly by a spinning back fist. He got knocked out in his first fight. Uh, UFC fight, which is a big, which was a big surprise. Favored here over Vince Morales. Uh, I chalk up his initial loss to Octagon Jitters. It was his second UFC fight. Oh, has he won? And then he, 
he he won a decision before that, oh, I believe. Okay. And it was against uh, Reginaldo Vera. Got it. Okay. Well, he, got, he got hit with a spinning back elbow. Yeah, um, it's pretty brutal. I think uh, I think he bounces back in this fight against Vince Morales. I favor him as well. I think Morales actually might have enough power to, to hurt a guy that was knocked out about a year and a half ago. But I also think that does the hobby family knew to keep him out of competition for a while to give his brain a rest to yeah. let it properly recover. I think people in boxing do this right and people in MMA don't. Right. Stephen Thompson alluded to the fact that he's going to take some time off after his uh, knockout loss a, a couple of months back. Right. Yeah, I, I favor Zahabi here. I can see Vince maybe having a chance to catch him, but I think Zahabi's going to push yeah. with uh, pressure and takedowns with that killer tri-star gym jab and win himself a handy decision. Uh, Nordin Taleb versus Kyle Propolik. Who do you have? Um, I've got Taleb. Um, I, even though he hasn't been looking good in a little while and his age is really showing, yeah. uh, I'm, I'm favoring him over the UFC newcomer. Same. Uh, Kyle Nelson against Matt Sales. I'm listening to the odds makers here. Picking, uh, picking Matt Sales. Yeah, I'm picking Sales as well. Nelson's got a lot of power for the first round, but Sales is, is slick. He's going to be the much smaller man with probably less power. But I think the Dominic Cruz tutelage will go a long way game plan wise, and he should pick up a victory over Kyle Nelson in Nelson's second UFC fight. I picked a guy who's had Dominic Cruz game plans and tutelage like three cards ago, and he got massacred. But <laughs> maybe it'll work for us. Well, that adds to my confidence. Um, yeah. We've got uh, Arjun Bular uh, versus Juan Adams. What do you got here? We've got a veteran versus a prospect. This one I actually struggled with, and I went back and forth because I think Juan Adams has some serious long-term upside. Yeah. And Arjun probably doesn't have as high of an upside. I think he's like a mid, like a like a top fifteen quality yep. like gatekeeper in the future in the near future. Um, but I'm gonna pick Arjun Bular because I think he might have the wrestling edge, even though I know Adams also wrestled in, in school, and I think he's got a really good jab. Which Adams took a lot of from mediocre heavyweights in his last couple of bouts. Yeah, I mean, not not a ton of experience. Arjun's got a little bit more. I'm gonna go with Arjun. I'm gonna pick Arjun Bular, the slightly more veteran fighter. Yeah, that's what you're going with, or you're going with Juan Adams. No, I'm I'm there with you uh, on, on Bular. Yeah, I think he's gonna be able to jab and and take him down. Uh, Juan Adams wrestled in college, but Bular apparently was in the Olympics. And we've got a Mitch Mitch Gagnon versus uh, Cole Smith. Mitch Gagnon. Gagnon. Uh, and, and, and Cole Smith. How is he only 12-4? Right? I feel like he's been fighting for a million years. I actually think he hasn't fought very much in the last few years. Um, his record shows that his last bout was in 2016, Jesus, December 16th. Yeah, he, he was fighting Dustin Kimura. And 2014 was the bout before that in the UFC. So he's literally fighting uh, once every couple of years here. He, fought, he lost to Henan Barrow. I remember, yeah, I remember that. That's what I remember. It was, like, it, was Barrow, it, was, it was Barrow's first fight after Dillashaw, and he still didn't look... He didn't look awesome. Like I yep. feel that was the moment when, uh, yeah, he went he went three he went three rounds uh, when everyone thought it was Barrow getting thrown a get right fight. Right. Um, yeah. Wally it, Watson. He fought Brian Caraway for three rounds. I mean, that was back in the day. Yeah, but it's got, you know, a lot of you know a lot of experience True. here. Um, Versus Cole Smith, who's six and zero, oh, but he's really only got kind of uh, local level experience against. You know, guys with a few fights in their record. It's definitely a big experience. It's, it's this one's almost impossible to call because you have no idea what absolute uh, coin flip. Which, Absolutely. Yeah. So I'm gonna go. I'll go with the veteran, just based on having been there, walked the walk. Like it, you know, you get you get in the cage for three rounds with uh, with Henan Barrow and some of these other guys that he's fought. Um, Certain level of veteran. Three rounds there, with right? him. You go three rounds with Brian Caraway. Right. You know. Uh, you know a few tricks. Yeah. Um, so I'm, gonna, um, I'm just going to give him the edge on veteran guile. I'm going to give. 
I guess I'll give the edge to Cole Smith, who on his topology page looks really ripped. Um, also, apparently, he's 5'11", to Mitch Gagnon's 5'5". Five, five. Um, oh, my goodness. I'll give I'll give the newcomer the edge, but again, I can absolutely see it going either way because I haven't seen a lick of uh, anything on Cole Smith. Um, so yeah, th- this will be another point of disparity for us. Should make it oh, interesting. I'm, sc- I'm scared about picking this this one now. Uh, so so we're we, we've got a difference on Smith Gagnon. Uh, we agree on everything all the way up to um, uh, Andrew Sanchez, and oh, we we do agree on the Andrew Sanchez fight. We disagree on the Katona. Devalishvili fight on the Cup Swanson Shane Burgos bout and on the Derek Brunson Elias Theodoro bout. So most Four of our action is going to be in that main card. Uh, um, I think you might have me again. We'll see. I'm not, I'm not so sure about this one. Nick. I can absolutely see most of these bouts going either way. I'm a little bit confident in the Shane Burgos thing, but I can also see how Cup Swanson can take that bout. Um, yeah, it should be an interesting one. Do you have any um, any any betting thoughts when it comes to this event, Nick? Um. Bet <laughs> bet your family on Macy Chase on at minus seven fifty. Now, uh, if I were to throw together a oh man, weird shit happens in Walt Harris fights. You're if okay. I was to throw together a parlay, because that's what I do, <laughs> uh, I would I would bet Elias Theodoro, um, Andrew Sanchez, and let's throw an underdog in there. What underdog picks have I made? Um, I think an Arjun Bouvar. I think that's that makes the, sense. I think that's the parlay I would make. Uh, Can we put my parlay into the machine and see what it would net us? Um, yeah, it's plus five fifty, uh, plus five fifty two odds on that one, Nick. The, those are good numbers, and and it's not a bad parlay. I just wouldn't only rely on that one bet, just because a parlay is like. Well, how much do I have to put on Macy at minus uh, at minus seven fifty to win a to win a hundred bucks? I would, uh, I would, I would probably. <laughs> oh, you're looking at some prop bets. Yeah, uh, when it comes to those kind of odds, it's tough to just put money at minus seven fifty. It was kind of the same thing with Angela Hill last week, where she was a uh, minus seven hundred favorite, but uh, by decision, it was a much better deal and it was a much more likely scenario, and that one worked out for me. Um, I guess Chase on by TKO or KOs plus one thirty five. That sounds crazy. I would absolutely do that, Nick. Yeah. That would be the bet to make. I'm going to recommend officially Chase on by TKO KO right now. That stands at plus 135 at five dimes, um, which is a reputed betting site. That's fascinating. Nick. I'm very surprised by the fact that that's a that that's an option at those odds. Um, I would absolutely put money down on Chase on by plus 135. Yeah, well, you can. I mean, put it, cap it on top with Chase on inside the distance. Uh, that's probably yeah. much worse odds. Uh, Where is that? Um, Chase on wins by. There it is. Um, minus one set. Yeah, that's not I mean, bad at all. Th- th- those are darn good odds. I, I would absolutely take advantage of that parlay. That's another one that I'm recommending as well. Uh, would you straight bet that, Nick, as well? Yes. Yep. Yes. I'm there with you. Um, and uh, I'm going to recommend a straight pick, uh, a straight bet on Ally Quinta. Um, I like him at just about even odds against an aging veteran. Um, I also would recommend uh, – I-, I wouldn't – I would put a little bit of money on Shane Burgos at minus 152. I'd put 150 bucks on him or 15 bucks on him yeah. uh, to, to make 10. Um, and I would, I think the Brad Katona Mirab Devalishvili fight is worth maybe a few bucks just because I think Brad Katona, it, it should be an even fight, but Brad Katona is a big enough underdog so that that plus 165 is yeah. worth it. And I guess, are there any, uh, I would also take a straight bet on, on Arjan Bular. 
Um, at plus 115, I'd put 100 bucks on that guy to make 115 if my betting budget was in the was in the $400 range. Otherwise, put 10 bucks on the guy to make 1150. Yeah. Um, that's something that I would definitely consider. This is an interesting one, Nick. I'm looking forward to, to seeing how we pan out. I yeah. fully expect Nick uh, to be your sixth. To my